Are you washed by the blood of the Lamb? My word, ain't it good to be washed? That precious blood that fell from Emmanuel's vein off an old rugged cross so that you could be free today. If you're here today and you lost, you probably already tried enough in life to know that in life itself, there's not much happiness. Good times come, good times go. Bad times come, God overcomes and he helps us through it. But there is a place that you can get in Christ, a place where Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I wrote down a title to a message today, Come While the Holy Spirit is Drawing You. Billy Graham, as he was laid to rest, they called it this week. Uh, I'll tell you one more time, the article that was written. Billy Graham wrote this several years ago, said one day you'll, you'll hear that Billy Graham has died. He said, don't believe a word of it. <laughs> he said, I'll be more alive than I ever been. He said, I would have just changed their dresses. Thank God for a Jesus that's got us eternal home over in glory. Amen. The Bible that's been around for so long said these words, said, he that liveth and believest in me. He said, believest thou this, you shall never die. We'll be living. A million years from now, if you're sitting here and you know Jesus, I don't know that you and I will be together 10 years from now. You may be somewhere else. I may not know where you're at. You may not know where I'm at. But if you know Jesus, ain't it something that a million years from now, we'll be together. Amen. What a Jesus that gave us everlasting life. Amen. If you'll turn your Bibles to John chapter 6, how much I am so thankful for all the prayers. My word, I, I, I believe I got about 10 messages I could preach today. I really do. I mean, it's just like rope coming out of the barn, Jim, when, when there's more, more rope on your end than what left up in the barn, and it's just rolling off. And uh, let me pray before, before I preach and ask God to help us and help you guys. Lord, as I look around, I, I can't help but see a hurt as a pastor when I look. And Lord, I just want us reminded today, he said, he said come unto me. All ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Over in Peter says, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Jeremiah 22, 2 says, call upon me, and I will answer thee. And I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I'll show you that, that if I don't have something here waiting on you, if he'll make a crooked place straight, then this morning when you got up with a need, this morning when you got up with a hurt, when you got up this morning with a trial, when you was faced with a test, you was faced with just life in general, with things that always has been here. The Lord said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Lord, we're so grateful today to have Sister Connie. What an what, what a, what a act of God that we can see how she had gone through so much pain also. Maybe like you're in here in pain, like you maybe think there's not an answer and there's not a way. Lord, we that are here, if we've been here any time at all, we've been faced with pain too. We've been faced with things. And all we can tell you this morning is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will go strangely dim in the life of his glory. 
and His grace. God, I thank you for interceding in Connie's life. I thank you, Lord, as you bounce her around from hospital to hospital to get her to a place that when you sit in your time of trouble, I'll send angels to camp around about you. I'll send you the right doctors. I'll send you the right nurses. I will use the hands of those that I've created from the dust to provide a need that you have in your body. And Lord, I just stand here today. It wouldn't be right for me to rejoice and to thank you. Lord, after we done prayed, Lord, will you help us? And then we come and after you've done helped us to forget about it. Lord, we don't forget your benefits. God, your blessings, your, Lord, your ways, God, are, are as high as, as the heavens are above our ways. Lord, we don't understand. And Lord, I've been through hurts myself. Lord, I've been through trials unlike what you've been through, I'm sure. But in the little trials that I went through, I will say that I've got a God that I never felt like that he wasn't with me. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the earth. And God, we come as a born again people today. Lord, we can have 20 or 30 people in this house today as I preach Wednesday night that need to come to the saving grace of God. God, I pray within their heart right now, they're going to make up their mind. We still old fashioned enough at the end of the service. We're going to have a, an invitation, a time where you can come with a childlike faith to come to God. Say, Lord, I believe that you shed your blood on Calvary for my sins. I believe that it's done. That's the reason why it was done because my sins were many. Lord, I couldn't do it alone. I couldn't be perfect. But you can come today because he shed his blood. It'll be applied to your life through faith in what Jesus done on the cross of Calvary. You can leave this place today and say, I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. You'll have everlasting life. You won't be saved for one day. You won't be saved for two weeks. The Bible said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Lord, I thank you for this everlasting life that we have. You took the fear away, Lord. If we didn't know we was going to be saved tomorrow, after we come and gave our life to Jesus today with a childlike faith, we looked around at the crowd. We thought, well, this is going to be embarrassing. I want to think about Jesus after he carried the cross. He carried it willingly. He died with joy on the cross because he knew that you was going to need him today. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'll give him the strength. Lord, it's that time to come. With not understanding, Lord, when I got saved, I didn't understand nothing. But Jesus had died for me, and I believed that. And Lord, you saved me. Lord, don't let nobody leave here without Christ today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we're looking at this scripture right here in, in John chapter 6 and verse 44. I'm looking straight at it, but sometimes I just get drunk in preaching. But I think I'm at it. If the first two words say no man... Would you say amen? amen? Well, that's letting me know I'm at the right scripture. Amen. No man, no man, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody. It's, it's, I, want you to, I want you to get that in your spirit because sometimes we think, well, I don't know if he'd save me. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm good enough, you're not good enough. I, I don't know which way I got to come. Let me tell you something. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to lie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father except he come by me. But what I want to preach to you about today, that if you're here today and uh, the Lord is, is, is dealing with your heart, I want you to know that it really didn't have anything with you. It had something to do with you getting set up. See, God, nobody can make a day. God, but God, God made the day. 
He made, he made it possible for the sun to shine after all the rain that we had. Thank God that the sun finally shined. I said this, I said, there's going to be more windshield wipers sold this year than any other year. It's been record-breaking rain. As we think about Noah in the day that as we still preach today and Noah was out in the middle of a desert, he was building a boat. He was telling them that the Lord said, you need to get on. It's going to be a flood coming. It's going to start raining. They didn't know what it was. You know, we don't know all about heaven. My word, it, but we'll, we'll get a glimpse after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After that, the Bible said the eyes ain't never seen it. We, uh, we can't really make a list of just exactly how it's going to be. It said ears have never heard it. I think about a, a choir in heaven singing. Who he would pick, pick for the choir. He's going to pick them, the most unlikely folks. I remembered an old song that was made one time and about an old man that they never let sing in the choir. He couldn't, he couldn't really care a tune too good. He would get way off the note and they would tell him, you're just not going to work for the choir. But one Sunday morning, they, they couldn't find old John. They, they couldn't find him nowhere. And they, they were asking questions because he was always at church. He was always saying, do you think maybe now I've been practicing and I could sing in the choir? Well, he found out old John done gone. John done moved on to be with the Lord. And they heard a voice coming out of heaven and John was saying, I done found me a choir that'll let me sing. So now I'm singing in the choir. So they, he said some words like it. He said, now I can sing just as high as you can and maybe I can get a little higher. What a day, what a glorious day. That's going to be. You come to Jesus this morning as we read these words. Come while the Spirit is drawing you. God is going to, Adrian Rogers had preached a message one time that I'd heard and said, when we get to heaven, because we won't think God is unjust, because we won't think that God has done us wrong, he said, Adrian Rogers had said he was preaching around some scripture and he said he believed that that God would take out like out of a deposit box you may have at the bank. And he would take out a drawer just so you would understand. And he would show you all the dust off the feet of the people that tried to bring you Jesus. All the dust of the people off the feet that come that tried to tell you to come. Billy Graham, as he was laid to rest, he would use this word come. Boy, he could say come like nobody else could say. He would say come. Come, please come. He, he would just plead, please come. What are you going to do when the day comes and you can't come no more? What are you going to do when the day comes as the, as the rich man was sitting at a table and Lazarus was up under said, and, and it said that, that, the, that, that Lazarus was up on the table and he died and he was took to Abraham's bosom. Rich man, he died. Said it in hell, he lifted up his eyes. And he was saying, send Lazarus to tell my brothers not to come to this awful place. That rich man had turned into a evangelist in hell, but, but it wasn't going to do any good. And the father answered, said, they've got Moses and the prophets. Said they wouldn't believe you even if one come back from the dead. The Bible said, because of your unbelief, you're dead already. See, he's took the time. 
to call upon people to write you a letter. Today, if you're here like, I don't know if I believe what that man's saying. Don't ever believe what I say. But if I read to you out of this book right here and you can see it, that he's took the time to write you a letter. It's going to stand the test of time. It's the only thing that's going to remain forever. The Bible said heaven and earth will pass away. It'll go. He said, but my word is going to last forever. It's going to last, the Bible said, to all generations. Somebody said, I just worry about my grandchildren. Donna, we could say, well, I just worry about when, when Brody is grown. Donna, don't you think that folks looked at us back when we was little? I mean, would they have ever thought I'd be preaching we was raised around one another? Don't y'all snicker, y'all were just as bad as I was, sitting there with y'all sanctified self. <laughs> Point over at them, Donna. Don't let them laugh at you. Would you ever thought you'd be teaching a Sunday school class? No, I'm going to tell you the reason why. I tell you what, we was out there and undone. We was blind. We couldn't see it, but the very moment we seen the saving grace of God, man, we were like that old choo-choo train. Said, I think I can. I think I can. Boy, then we got over the hump because of the cross. Now we said, I know I can. <laughs> man, we need to be fighting for the position. But I say, he then endure to the end. Tell me what you did five years ago. You think you're going to be able to stand before the Lord? Say, Lord, I ain't do good now, but boy, 20 years ago, he don't save folks 20 years ago. He saved folks today. Amen. He's that work that I began in you. Man, it says that, that continuing. Huh? What's that verse over in, in Romans chapter 5 or something I like? How that? Being justified. He justified you to get your name written down. But I know you may think you all that, but yesterday you needed some more justifying. His mercies were new this morning. You had to have some more justifying. And praise God when the morning comes, he's going to have some more justification for you. And he's just good enough to get you all the way to heaven. That was good preaching. I don't know why you ain't clapping. Let me settle down. I'm, I would say I'm sorry, but I ain't. Holy Spirit's drawing you. Well, I decided to go to church last Sunday. No, you didn't. The goodness of God. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings you to repentance. Huh? It brought you there. It wasn't you. It brought you there. You didn't have your mind. God didn't use somebody, use somebody, use somebody. Then brought you in here. You didn't come on your own. Man, I tell you what, it was the goodness of God. You just got better sense. When I was lost, I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> That song said, I'm so glad that he found me. With love, he found me. Jim, I need to calm down a little bit. By doing okay. Don't let me get out of line. Let me read. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, you need to know this. And we're going to read this verse. The Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord won't always strive with man. There is a cutting off time. It won't always be there. There'll come a time you, you, that, that the Spirit of the Lord, it won't always strive with man. See, it's got to be a drawing. That's what this scripture is going to have a word in there called draw. When we go through hard times and tough times, we really know where the help's at. Boy, somebody pat you on your back, it'd feel good for a while, don't it? But what about when you get in the car all by yourself? Ain't you glad that you've got a God that's going to pat you? Huh? I ain't coming back down there. Gonna rock you. Gonna cradle you. Gonna
going to love on you. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Sugar pie, honey bond, you know that I love you. I can't help myself. I love you and nobody else. Look at God loves you today. <laughs> Get in this thing. It said no man. I got to start preaching. I, I, it says no man. Come to me. Hmm. Well, I just decided one Sunday morning to get up and I decided I was going to get saved. No. It had to be a wooing. It had to be a drawing. See, Brother Harris, everybody can't build a fireplace. Some people try to build a fireplace. There's more smoke inside the house than it is outside the house. And the reason why, because the damper's not set right. It's got to be a curl to it. It needs to come up there just about 11 inches and it's got a curl and you need to set that damper just as close as you get to the front. And what happens is when that smoke hits the back and because that curl starts early, look, it starts rolling. And when it rolls up the back, it rolls right on out the chimney. But when it's just got a block wall back there, to, uh, it, that smoke can just go anywhere. It's a draw. And then the chimney, it's got to be high enough that it won't be something down draw coming over the ridge that's blowing, you, blowing the, the, the suction you got back down the chimney. How many people I done seen, they'd have to go back up on the house. David, you probably repaired shingles. Set up a scaffold all over again just to raise it up about two foot, just get it above the ridge. I mean, it's just got to be there. I remember early in life, I was maybe in high school, just right out of high school, and I was a bricklayer. We were down there in the hatchy bottom, and I was... Laying the chimney for this older man. <laughs> I thought he was real old, Bobby, but I think about what Bobby says. He, Donald said, your brother, he's probably my age. And I sure ain't old. <laughs> so anyway, this, this old man, he was on me. I was laying. He said, look now, this thing gonna need to draw. I'm talking about, he done tore one down. He said, this thing's gonna need to draw. I mean, are you, you sure it's gonna draw? I said, man, are you married? He said, yeah, I'm married. He said, I'm telling you, you need to draw. I said, let me tell you something. You better tell your wife to strap all her britches on tight because if she gets close to this thing, it's going to suck them plumb off if you stand in front of this fire. <laughs> and I only tell you that story to tell you this. The only reason why God's love ain't done raptured you up because you don't allow yourself to get close enough. You ever heard, seen somebody kind of, they don't want to be loved on. They just sit over there. They want to sit back. They don't want to get in the middle of that thing. i tell you what, if you ever get up close to that cross, you ever see that blood start coming down, you ever see them eyes look down and say, man, I loved you and I died for you. Before you know it, you'll be sitting on top of the chimney, waving to every car coming by. Oh, yeah, the world's going to say, just look at that nut. Sitting up on top of that chimney. Boy, don't it feel good to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Huh? Don't it feel good that thing that once had you down, now you're sitting on top of that thing that once run you, now you can run it in the name of Jesus from out of your house. Don't let them get too cold, Brother Johnny. It said, no man come to me, no, except the Father, which is heaven, has sent me, Draw him. You see that? You see, it ain't really you. Not only he died for you, not only he took the whooping, not only he died for you, not only he shed blood for you, not only they buried him in a tomb, not only he arose from the grave, but the Bible says this morning, I'll show you how important you are. 
The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And if you don't know him yet, or you do know him, look here. The Son, the Bible said, is interceding for you this morning. Now, how in the world does God do that with all the people in the world? He's God. The Son is telling the Father, every need you got, the Bible said he loved us when we were yet sinners. When we was drunk, Jim, I know you probably didn't, but I'll just throw you in there with me just in case. <laughs> the Bible says he was interceding. We didn't get home safe on our own. It's because he loved us he got us safe on our own. We didn't make it, Mr. Benny, to the age that we got. It's because he kept us all day. The Bible said every good and perfect gift come from above. Can't nobody take care of you but Jesus. He just loved you. He just brought you along. And now today, he done brought you in here. Now, all that's got to happen is just a nudge, a drawing of the Holy Spirit. He said, no man come to me. Well, I, I heard they went up at the church the other day and they, they decided to get saved. They was out there in the car. They was talking. No, if the Holy Spirit didn't deal with them, they didn't get saved. He's got to draw you. Oh, but Brother Eddie, don't you think you can just call on him anytime you want to? No, it says the Spirit of the Lord's got to draw you. I wonder how many people has went out the doors of the church and that was the last time that he drawn them. Boy, did he draw me. Man, I was so ignorant. Man, I was so crazy. That night that I got saved, I went up to an altar just to please my mother. And I got up there and through the prayer of somebody that loved me, went to praying for me. And Jesus just wooed me. You leave here today, you'll leave with him talking to you. He died that none should perish, but all come to repentance. You'll walk out them doors with Jesus said, are you sure? Hmm. Let's back up and read these scriptures real Real fast, if we can, from 32 on, sitting Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses hath given, hath given you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is, is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto him, he said, I am the bread. Remember the woman at the well? She was concerned. She was someone that a Samaritan, uh, a Jew was not supposed to be talking her. And I think about this morning, you know, uh, we really think that we in a place that God ought to just get you somebody. We can use the president. Are you, you, you really thinking he may stop by your house today? Are you really thinking some, some celebrity that you just love to know in, you love to hear them? Do you really think they're going to stop by your house today? But let me tell you something about Jesus. He's going to stop by your house today. He's never failed to stop by your house. As I told you scripture a while ago, he loved you while we was yet sinners. He died for us before there was ever a church redeemed by the blood of the lamb. He died for us. He loved us even then. Huh. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, said, I am the bread. He told the woman at the well, she was, she, he said, if you, you drink water, just a physical thirst. 
See, that's what's keeping us from repenting today. Because all we can think of is a physical thirst. When you get real thirsty and you got to have something to quench your thirst and you done drank, you know, you were just real thirsty. You done worked out there and somebody brought you a Coca-Cola and then all that syrup in it. Does it do y'all like me? That old syrup in it. And finally he said, man, I just need some water. I, I just need some water. And how soothing that water is. Our body is made up of water. How soothing it is and what it does to the soul. We can't make it without water. Water makes up so many things. Even us makes up the earth. I mean, water is so important. But Jesus said, even if you had all the water, you would get thirsty. You still get thirsty. Every morning when I get up, I go to get me a glass of water. Oh, man, it's so good. When I get through preaching, the best thing I can have, finally I get to a glass of water. Man, I love it with a straw in it. It seems like you can drink more with a straw in it. And I just suck the bottom out of the glass because it's so good. You know what I find myself doing? I want more water. And it's good at the time. It's kind of like sin. It, it's fun for a season. It, it soothes what you needed at the time. My Lord, you're out there mowing the grass. Somebody just bring you a glass of water. I don't like ice in my water. Just right out of the tap, they call it. Just bring me a glass of water. I don't want nothing in my way. I just, I just want to drink some water. And it soothes me. Jesus used that with the woman at the well. He said, yes, ma'am, I know. You're drinking that water, but that water won't quench your thirst forever. It's just for a time. I'll say this right here. I was 27 years old when I got saved. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I ain't never wanted to get saved again since I got saved. I ain't never, look here, I ain't never had to worry about that thirst that Jesus could come and he could feel and he could do. I never had to worry about it because it was done. I tell you what it did for me also. It got me to a place that I wouldn't really worry about folk around me. I wouldn't worry about what they're thinking no more. Long as what Jesus saw, I'm going to keep my attention on what he thinks, what he thinks about me. I tell you what he thinks about you today. Whether you saved lost, he thought enough to die for you. I tell you one thing, when Jesus got through explaining that to that woman, she done broke that little old clay pot and Jesus done broke all the rules. See, the Bible says, Zach, it says, your sin stinks in my nostrils. Why would anybody want to be around anything that stinks? The stinkiest thing I've ever been around, I was in a Bible study one night and my brother called me. He said, I need to use your little back hole. Said, my son had a horse and he died. I said, Chilton, don't worry about it. You're just going to work in the morning. I'll take care of Baron. He said, it's bad. It's real bad. I said, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Lord, I drove down that little road down there on Coffee Farm to the end. Road runs out. He said, just drive to the end of the road. He said, you'll, you'll, you'll smell it. Boy, it was a hot, muggy day. I drove to the end and I opened that door. I said, that's bad. He says, up there in a the little old shed, little old barn. I went up there, and all them flies was crawling all over it. I said, I can't take it. 
Man, I can't. I didn't have nobody with me either. You know, if you got somebody with you, it's flu. I, that thing done stinking. You hear me? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got back in the truck. I had to go back over there and get my backhoe. I know where it's at now. I'm going to go get my backhoe. And I, I said, Bobby, man, I, that Chilton done got me into something. Man, this thing is raunchy, man. This thing, maggots, all that. I, that done, I thought it just died last night. This thing been here dead. And I'm just a baby about all that. I, and I ain't no snake. Don't worry about me handling no snakes around here. I don't want no snake. I mean, I, I nicked my little finger the other day. I about cried over that. I mean, I'm just a baby. I don't like it. I mean, I just want everything to go right. Just get me up on my feet. I'm good. But I don't, I don't like stuff that makes you sick. I don't, I don't like being sick. Lord, I get a little sick. I, everybody else fine. I got a rag over my head and shaking the whole bed. Like, oh, I'm going to die. I don't like pain. Some people said, I don't take pain. Well, take mine. I don't like it. <laughs> Call Bobby. I said, Bobby, I done got myself in a mess, man. I don't know how in the world I'm going to do this. He said, well, he said, Suzanne, in the job she had, she was around some stuff, you know, where people mess the pants and stuff. And he said, she taught me something. If you just go home and get you some Vaseline. No. Vicks. Sad. And I... He said, Ben Gay, boy, you. That's <laughs> 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 the other end, Bobby. Come on. Look. <laughs> he said, if you just get you some Vic Sav. I said, I'm on it. Man, when I come back down there, Brother Harris, boy, I like your deal. If a little bit's good, a lot's got to be better. Man, first of all, I just put a little there. I said, oh, no. Son, I went to packing that stuff up my nose. Man, I had that Vix. I had that Vix. What Vix had one? I had that stuff that vapor rub to call it. I had it all on me. Still getting up there, man. And maggots. And that, that little old pony was in there, man. And I couldn't get it out. I, I got a rope around it and it pulled it in two. Man, this ain't getting no better. I said, the shed can't be worth that much. Man, I, I, got to, I got to teeth that back. Oh, I tore the whole back out of that shed. I run up in that shed. You hear me? I done tore raptor loose. I buried, I buried the pony. By the time it got through, I might well buried the little shed. Because let me tell you something. This thing was bad, and It was bad. Stink. I mean, just where it was. Had to dig the dirt back. Where it just oozed out all over thing, man. It was bad. And the only reason why I tell you this is, God is holy and he's pure. Nobody you would think would be famous would want to come up and, you know, you know, I, I, I know uh, us men, boy, you women just change diapers. Mm, I, I remember, I remember I got left home with Kelly one time. Me and Mr. Bill, and they said they was going up to the church, but they would be right back and thought everything going to be fine. I'm just trying to tell you, the Bible said, it said, your sin stinks in the nostrils of God. And it's aroma because he don't like it. He didn't like it so much. He made provision for it. He made provision where he sent his son to a cross 
that his blood could cover up your sin. But look here, in the midst of him saying that it stunk in the nostrils, look here, he still waited off where I was. Somebody hit me one Tuesday night. He waited plumb off in there, man. Holding the nose and boy, I come off in here because I love you. What a mighty God we serve. Ain't no celebrity gonna walk off in there. Your country music star, whoever you got, probably ain't gonna walk off in there. But boy, to think that God loved me so much. And my sin stunk in the nostrils of God. And he walked right off in there where I was. I love that old song they sang and all them things. Brother Harris, Billy Graham had it, just as I am without one plea. And that thy blood was shed for me. I'm going to tell you something. He ain't never saved a good person all of his life. Everybody was wretched and everybody was bad. And he just walked off in there. He said, I'm going to come over where you at. I'm going to walk off in that cesspool of sin where you got. I come to redeem your soul. I'm going to walk you up out of here. And though your sins be many, look here. They shall be a scarlet. They shall be white as wool. I'm going to make it where can't nobody even say. And when you stand before the Lord, the Bible said, your accusers are going to be there. Woo! Somebody's going to say, you don't know about him. And because the blood of Jesus has been splattered all over you, he says, I don't see no sin. See, the world can. The world always going to see sin. You know why people's going to leave churches today? Because they don't think their sins can be washed away. This morning when you come to God, look here. The Bible said he'll look upon you and there won't be no sin. Absolutely, through the blood of Jesus, you're 100% perfect because Jesus so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that woman at the well, she throwed them water pots down. She throwed them down. Jesus, why, where I got in all that was, Jesus hadn't got no business with you either. Just like that woman at that well, maybe, she, you know, Maybe she would be a lady, maybe of the town or something. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. I went to church three times a week. I was going to hell just as much as anybody. I was tithing since I was 14. And I didn't get saved. I was 27. It didn't make no difference. I was still going to hell. That woman at that well, she said, you ain't got no business talking to me. In that day, a Jew didn't talk to a Samaritan. In that day, a man didn't talk to a, a woman without somebody present. It just couldn't happen. Look here. He threw down all. Don't you see the reason why that he went to a cross is the same reason why people don't love him today is because he's trying to love you right where you at. And the world don't like it. Just like it was in that day, he didn't heal a man that was blind. He done took a man, they done let him down through a rooftop. He said, in the name of Jesus, take up your bed and walk. The man got up and walked off, and they didn't like all that good that he was doing. And it's the same reason why today, he's walking right off where you at. He's walking right off in where you at. That's what they didn't like about him. They said, he, he done broke all the rules. He's absolutely holy. The Bible said, he that knew no sin became sin that today you could walk out that door and you could be the righteous of God. I, I know if you lost today, that's hard to get in your mind. 
We got folks that call themselves members here can't get it in their mind. He that knew no sin became sin. So you could come today and said, I accept this marvelous saving grace. And whatever you brought with you today, you thought was so important. You'll be just like that woman at that well. She throwed down the water pots. He said, go bring your husband. She said, I ain't got no husband. She said, you said that right. I told her she had several husbands. And the one, and the one she got now ain't the one she belongs to. See, it really wasn't all the husbands she done had. In that day with all the sickness and all the stuff that went on, with all the poverty that went on and all the death could go on, we don't know, we can't say, we just treat her like she's anybody, but it just may just be that, that, that they done died. Maybe they done got sick and died. I don't know. But you know what it come down to? It come down to it didn't have nothing to do with all them husbands. It come down to the man that was sitting at the well with that day. What she was going to do. He's breaking all the rules. Holy. He's going to walk into where we at. Unholy. It says, come unto me. Let me finish this right quick. Said And Jesus said to them in verse 35, said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But he said unto you that you have that you also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father give me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. There never has been a person too, too bad, too wicked to come to Jesus. Anybody, it don't matter who they are. There's nobody ever come to Jesus that was worthy. For I come from heaven. I come down from heaven, not to do mine own will. I, I didn't come about me. I didn't come about the big homes. I didn't, I didn't come about the fancy yards. I didn't come about the fancy cars. Even though if you work hard and you want one, you ought to have one. But the reason why I come, I come to do the will of the Father for God so loved the world that he sent me here. And this is the Father's will which has sent me that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at that last day. My word. I think about Don being absent from this body, be present with the Lord. But at that last resurrection morning, his soul is with the Lord. Going to raise that body up. It's going to meet that soul in the air. He's going to put on a brand new body. And the Bible says we're going to be forever with the Lord. I'm going to raise it up again at that last day. And this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which sent which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have, you see it, everlasting life. And I will raise him up at that last day. And the Jews then murmured, the religious people, they murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which cometh down from heaven. Boy, we that know him, we know that he is that bread. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I come down from heaven? And Jesus answered and said to them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man come to me except the Father which sent me, draw him. And I will raise him up at that last day. 
Oh, I want to see him as we have the invitation music this morning. Oh, I want to see him. Wow, God. Man, how many times I've seen somebody just, and I would look, think about this man that went, and his son loved him a lot. I said, Bob, your daddy's gone. I've seen him, he just went, he's gone. Bob said, I give breath, and I'm going to take it away one day. Breath. That breath is your soul. One of these days, he's going to come, so I've got to have that breath. He's going to take that breath. You won't need the hand. You won't need the feet, the legs. You won't need none of this. Because you're going to have a brand new body. He's going to take that breath. That's what he did with Don, Sister Margaret. He took his breath, the soul, and he carried that to the Lord. And that soul is waiting. And on that last, last morning, when the trump shall sound, all those that didn't believe, Boy, that old song said, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Them old graves gonna bust open. All them old saints, the body's been out there done decayed. He's gonna raise them back up. They had cancer. They got old. They got wrinkled. They wore out. Right up yonder in the middle of there somewhere, that breast gonna meet that body again. It's gonna put on a brand new body. <laughs> We're gonna get to heaven. We're gonna have a revival. All of heaven's going to be revived. And Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Said in his train filled the temple. And it was seraphims flying around. I told about all them seraphims. And they were saying, holy, holy, holy. Oh, it's real. But you know what? As I know now, if all I had was the Holy Spirit with me right now, until the day I died, if somebody comes and said, Eddie, it was all wrong. It wasn't no heaven. It was all wrong. They'd be lying. But if they said it was all wrong, I said, I'm going to still go to church next Sunday. Because you know what? This joy that I got that Jesus done put in me, it ain't about heaven. It's about right now. It's about right now. That's why people, they say, oh, one day. No, it ain't one day. You started your eternity the moment you got in an altar. You started everlasting life right there. He said, Lord, I'm with you. I ain't going to never leave you, no forsake. I'm going to be your present help in your time of trouble. Would you stand with me this morning? Lord, I know, I know this morning 